And now, rate that album, season three, with Paul Muadib and Joe Fremming, two guys who know stuff. Hi, and welcome back to Rate That Album, back and forth album review between myself, Joseph Fremming, and my good friend, Paul Muadib. Paul, how are you doing? Better than Chris Rock. Um, no, I'm good. I'm good, buddy. Uh, you know, I mean, the world's on fire, and all we and all we could talk about is the Oscars. You know, that's how it is. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, violence is always the answer to jokes you don't like, Paul. Uh, absolutely. We grew, we grew up with the old axiom that uh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words are even worse. Words are even worse. So let let you know. I want to talk. I, I I know we're gonna get to the album. I I gotta talk about this. Because this is just so insane, insane to me. Um, Paul, did you not see that? It's always sunny clip I posted saying my thoughts on this. The thing about shut up about it? Yeah, no, I don't. Charlie's just like, oh my god, I don't care to shut up. Shut up. No, you know, I just, because it came out, the reason why is I I read today, as as we're recording this, um, as I was, you know, I was out driving, because I work, and I'm listening to the album. And I get like like news things that pop up because I care about the news, and I've been really keeping a close eye on what the hell's going on over in Ukraine. But of course, well, there's something going on in Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. But of course, since the Oscars, news sources, Newsmax, and OAN, they they haven't mentioned Ukraine once, Paul. Oh well, you know what? Um, those are those are some amazing news sources that they haven't. No, those are the ones you want to listen to. Yeah, those the those that's where you get the truth, Paul. That's that is where you get the truth. So no, I will. Um, uh, I just want to say because it came out today that Will Smith was asked after after what went down went down was asked to leave. Like was told by apparently now the Oscars are coming out and saying no no he was told to leave and he refused. And I'm going, where the fuck was security then? Like why did you let him even go up and fucking speak? Like. What like Joe? If you and I were somewhere, we went we went to a we went to a fucking open open mic comedy night, and we fucking slapped the comedian. Do you think we'd be able to go back to our chairs and tell security, "No, we're not leaving"? <laughs> uh, we wouldn't even. Uh, I think in, that when it happened on Sunday, is my field there are there is a an award ceremony where you can actually win awards. It's a Minnesota newspaper. Award. Newspaper Association Award. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's not really. Possible, but. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I was just saying. I was just thinking, like, if I was at that event in Minneapolis, and I walked up to the person who was presenting and slapped him in the face, not only would I have been eighty six, I would have been fucking fired. <laughs> right. Right. Like, and I know, this- like, he, Smith can't be fired from, but uh, it. it it, you know, it, I don't know how this is going to do with his career. It might be harder to get work at the, with this. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how people. It's kind of split how they see it, but yeah, a lot of people are seeing it. But like, I would want to work with somebody who would slap a person over a joke. 
No, and, and I guess it came out too. This is the interesting thing that where that joke felt like it was improv. Apparently, it wasn't. Like this joke was there during the rehearsals, and the Smiths didn't have a problem with it. And then it was live, and then they had a problem with it. So, like, I don't understand what went on. Like, I do feel like this is something where we're seeing someone, like, in real time, like, unravel. And I just hope the guy gets help. Like, Will Smith just needs help at this point. Yeah, I, it's just, it's weird. I, we were kind of bouncing back and forth on Facebook about it. And I think, you know, I, I wasn't joking. I think, like, it's been, like, what, 10 years of the jokes that she's savagely been cucking him? Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know whether they're, it was because they came out like maybe they have an, an open relationship. She's been with other men. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just like it, I don't know. It felt like it also like him trying to look like a, like, like a man in front of yeah. the world, which is like even stranger because it's like, it, it, he's the fresh prince. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's never going to come off like, People were, like, defending him, saying, like, well, Philly came out that night. And I was like, well, he hasn't been in Philly for, like, 35 years. So I don't think that is a valid excuse. (laughs) No, it's not a valid excuse. And the thing is, and that's what a lot of people, like, like the New York Post was posting this thing that's saying Will Smith is already on edge after months of mayor's jokes, right? And... Plus, it's been years. Well, and this is the thing, right? So we know it's been years. But the the thing that I think everyone's talking about when it comes to that is the Jada does a podcast, much like we do, except hers probably has more listeners. (laughs) Yeah, come on, Paul. A celebrity having a bigger audience than us? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously, obviously. So, no, I mean, come on, that's not. Um, But uh, apparently there was this one with this guy, August um, Alsina, and I don't know who this is. I I didn't bother looking. I don't know who this person is. I guess they're a singer. I've never heard them, which is crazy considering that we have a music podcast and I've never heard of this person. Um, But apparently they had a thing, and there has... There, that the Smiths have this open marriage, but that Will Smith didn't know about this happening uh, until she talked about it on the podcast, and Will Smith did not react well. But he didn't uh, know they were in a open relationship. So, well, I mean, so <laughs> I mean, that's, again, a, that's yeah. a bad sign of your marriage. Well, like, again, like openly, openly I, banging people in your life. Well, and again, I'm going to be monogamous. I want to clarify people aren't sure. I mean, like some people are in that camp or, oh, he didn't know about the open arrangement where I tend to agree with the other side, which is no, he probably knew. I mean, I think most celebrities are in an open marriage. I I just think that's how it works. I mean, you're gone all the time. You're working with all these other co-stars, you know, you're going to go out, you're going to fuck other people. You just, you got to know that you got to know that. So it's it's a, it's a real wonder why a lot of, almost all these marriages. (laughs) 
Right. I mean, I mean, I mean, and the like, there's people who can do the poly thing, but like that's when both people go on in. Okay. On the same agreement, where I think with the Hollywood thing, it's not always the case. It's not always the case. Now, I, I do want to point out that this is what they're saying was that the 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 general consensus is that Will Smith knew about it being open. But one of the things I have poly friends. One of the things is about being in an open marriage is, and in the poly, both parties know when they're with someone else, right? Like, hey. Yep. I am sleeping with this person or, Hey, I have a non-romantic relationship with this person that I'm spending time with. We have an emotional relationship, right? You have yeah, these somebody who is, who is Paul. And she told me that like communication was like the number. It's the like, number one. You have to be completely open for it to work. Yes. And so what the general consensus is, is that yes, Will Smith agreed to the open marriage, but she never told him about the about the relationship with this August guy until on the podcast. And that's where Will Smith lost his shit. Was like, well, wait a minute. How how come I'm just finding out about this now? And I'm your husband I'm your husband. Where's the communication? So that's kind of the thing. You know, and I will say, I mean, Dolly Parton, she's a fucking national treasure. She's been married to the same guy for how many years? And they both said, hey, we're we're in an open relationship. We're in a poly yeah. relationship. We have been since the fucking 70s. Yeah. You know? But that's where both parties are on the same page with how they communicate it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. We're, we're, we're talking about the Will Smith thing. And as he pointed out, uh, he, she was kind of keeping something from him. She was keeping gonna, something from him. Which is... Uh, seems so toxic and... Because, you know, I, I don't know a whole lot about Polly, but it's a lot, from what I understand, it's a lot of honest and commu- honesty and communication. And when you're holding a secret, that can really poison the well, maybe? Absolutely. I don't know. You might know a little bit more about this than I do. I, just, I, don't, I don't know. But it just seems like if you're going to hold secrets, that's when things probably so, are getting shady. Yeah, no, I have a lot of poly friends. A lot of poly friends. I don't, I, I'm not, no, coming out here, I'm not poly. Um, but I have a lot, a lot of friends that are. And um, that's, you know, I've, I've asked them about it. I'm like, hey, can I, you know, you know, can I ask you a little bit about this, about this? Because I'll be honest with you, like, I am, I, I'm like, I'm not secure enough. Like, I'll be first one to admit, I am not secure enough to have a, a, no, a poly relationship. I'm just not. I have too many hangups about myself. Yeah, um, I'm in the same boat. I could yeah. never. It's just, it's just not for me. But God bless if it works for every all these Absolutely. other people. That's Absolutely. awesome. I'm glad that, they found happiness. That's that's great to me. I it just wouldn't work for me. That's just how I am. Yes, completely, completely agree with you. And um, so, and uh, so I, you know, they say, hey, you know whether it's uncomfortable or not, you have those conversations. And the whole idea is, is that someone is allowed to say like, no, I don't want you to be with that person or, you know, let's have a conversation about this or, you know, I'm not comfortable. You know, you have to have these conversations. And again, I couldn't imagine having that conversation with one person, let alone two or three or four, you know what I mean? Where you have to have all these people on board with the fact of it being open, you know, and this thing. And, um, I think that's why I have so many poly friends is because there's a lot of, you know, the, a lot of them were, were friends with each other and kind of doing the poly thing with each other. So I think that's why I have them as, as why I have so many of them as friends. Um, 
but yeah, no, that is completely, completely key is like, you got to have this thing. So again, I think what we saw was it was toxic masculinity. I don't care what anyone says, whether you agree with it or not. No, was it, a, it, it was, it's, uh, the idea that the idea, you you know, like, it was a lame joke, but like that was overblown and it was like, you know, he went to do his acceptance speech and he's talking about protecting his family. Like that was not protecting. No, nobody was physically assaulting Jada. Uh, I mean, a joke is a joke. You got to You got to have thicker skin, especially when you're in uh, Hollywood that business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and the thing like, is, Chris Rock should never had to have to apologize for what he said. Because the only thing he needs to apologize for is making a G.I. Jane reference in 2022. Completely agree. Completely agree. That yeah. Don't yeah, that, that was that was the most egregious part of that whole night for me. That's that was the slap to my face, Paul. Well, I mean, there's people alive that have never even heard of the. They weren't alive when G, when the first G.I. Jane came out. So that yeah, was a stupid like, what, joke. Twenty five years old. It's it's. I think it's older than that. But yeah, I think it's it was a. <laughs> <laughs> was it 95 like said i'll see you again in 25 years and then tapped its nose like laura palmer <laughs> yeah right yeah right okay it was 97 so it was a little sooner than i thought but still point is is that there's people that watch the oscars that weren't alive when that movie was made or like they were like two like they never saw it, it wasn't a big and the thing is gi jane wasn't that big of a film either <laughs> well i mean it, it, it touched on something that's kind of newish with yes. women in the military and that uh, I had never seen it. So I can't vouch for like how authentic it is, but I remember that kind of being like the big thing about it. That was the buzz. From yeah, no, absolutely. But what I mean is it wasn't it, it, it box office wise, things like that. It didn't yeah. do very well. Right. No. Um, I mean, it's, you know, it's sitting at rotten tomatoes at 50%. Uh, so it wasn't exactly a well-received film um is kind of my thing and it was you know it was supposed to be like this um like the like demi moore's return to film and it just didn't happen like yeah it would, it, come, it would come later for her with charlie's angels <laughs> yes like and, three years later everybody's like i can't believe a 40 year old woman looks hot and it's like you yeah. can't like, you can't like, <laughs> the late nineties, no. early two thousands was a very strange time. People, it was very weird. It was very weird. Yeah, absolutely, it's hundred percent weird. So, yeah, I mean, I think you know, at the at the end of the day, um, what we saw was basically in real time a real breakdown. And I think it's more indicative of what's going on with the Smith family than it mm -hmm. was on anything else, right? And you hear that a lot of times as people projecting, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what we saw was Will Smith projecting his anger and his things. And I, and I gotta say, you know, I hear people talking about, Oh, well he made an ableist joke. Okay. Okay. I understand alopecia is a, is a, it's a condition, but what you need to understand is, is that it's not one that's not always, not, a, not always permanent. Most women will experience it. It's like an autoimmune um, condition. It's a stress condition. They will experience it at least once in their lifetime. But it is not something that is um, permanent. And yeah. Let's get as much. This is the, you know, a lot of people with the able, like, the, which is the far left. I mean, 
for every thing that get, they get outraged by, especially with a joke like about alopecia of all fucking things, you know. Yep. It's like, I also remember Ted Cruz just asked Supreme Court nominee about if babies are born racist. Yeah, exactly. If like, fucking, I feel exactly. this clown show is going on the far left and right is really just dragging me, man. Like, I I, just, I'm with you, buddy. I'm I feel with like you. I'm in a I don't even know what my polit- I, I I don't even know what's going on in the world anymore. I everybody's lost their fucking mind. Like I get, Will I, Smith was wrong to go to violence. And and again, I never thought I'd live in a reality where at some point I'd agree with with, with Mitt Romney on anything. <laughs> and Liz Cheney. Yeah, yeah. What the hell? What universe did I fall into? We're in the darkest timeline. It's the darkest timeline. And speaking of the darkest timeline, let's talk about the Black Lips because as we're getting into this thing, Joe, isn't there some controversy with the Black Lips? Yeah, I was going to get to that at the end, but <laughs> well, if you want to get it out at the beginning. Right? Yeah, let's get yeah. it out of the way. Let's get it out of the way. Yeah, so in the uh, 2020, when this album came out, uh, the LA Times did a big uh, big expose on uh, some really gross sexual assault going on with uh, a label called Burger Records. Mm-hmm. Burger Records was like, it's a, it was a California label that I actually really enjoyed. They put out a lot of stuff, music, that I really thought was great. Because I really like, kind of like, well, especially like, you know, you hear it on this album, that weird psychedelic punk, weird, weird, very weird garage rocky kind of stuff. It's a lot of fun. But unfortunately, what was going on in the label was a lot of inappropriate sexual uh, salts at times, from what I read. Uh, mm-hmm. An atmosphere of uh, gross behavior, which eventually shuttered it. Where the Black Lips falls into that is they had Burger Records was putting out some of their material on tapes, so they're they're kind of adjacent. But the lead singer uh, was called out in this article for sending sexually inappropriate texts to a seventeen-year-old girl, mm. and then. The girl had consensual sexual relationship with the, the guy when he was when she turned eighteen. He was twenty nine at the time, so it's the text part is creepy. The sex part is legal. Yep, yep. Uh, I'm just I'm not an ambassador on the whole Me Too thing. I have thoughts on it, but I really don't want to get into it. But I think the texts were the gro- the gross part. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was. That's just gross, disturbing. Uh, feels groomy-ish. Yep. Yep. You know, like what Manson did with uh, what's her Evan Rachel Wood. Yes. 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 Yeah. I was. Yeah. I didn't go to the Evan Rachel Wood levels of Marilyn Manson. Like we could do a podcast on that Rolling Stone article on Manson. Oh God, we should. Did you read that about his like soundproof room? Oh God, it's so gross. He'd lock lock his girlfriends in there so nobody on the outside could hear him scream. Yeah, and he'd do terrible things. Yeah, fucking yeah. gross, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. So the Black Lips kind of got derailed by that. Uh, this is one of those with this podcast because I forgot that I even happened when right. I suggested this. But this is one of those ones where I have to divorce the artist from the art because yep. there's other people in this band. Yep. <laughs> so now, yeah, it, the, that. I came across that. I was like, "That's that's creepy." Uh, I'm 
I'm going to weigh in a little bit on my my thoughts on this. I'm with you on the part that I think the text part is creepy. Um, I'm a big proponent of the whole fact that when you turn 18, you're an adult. Like, I don't like the fact that drinking ages are 21. I don't like the fact that smoking ages have been raised to 21. I really believe that the minute you can go and die for your country, um, that you've earned, like, now you can do shit. Oh, so hold, hold, hold on to your hats. Paul's going in his libertarian podcast. <laughs> <laughs> What's with the deal with taxes? Anyway? Yeah, what's the deal with taxes anyways? Fuck. What, what do they do? What do they do for anybody? Uh, <laughs> like I've never been on fifth stuff. You know, like, we didn't agree to it. I didn't sign a contract. <laughs> God, those people. No. So, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Like, I, yes, the, the texts are groomy and you can make the case and you can make the argument of, uh, well, she was groomed. So when she turned 18, she went and did this again at that point, you know, there's not much you can do from a legal standpoint because it is legal. It's not, uh, it's not like, and then we can get into the album. It's not like when Ted Nugent paid a parent, paid a, a, a couple's, um, this, this girl's parents $10,000 so he could have guardianship over her for a weekend so he could do whatever he wanted to her. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not on the level of Jimmy Page having a 15 year old girl at the, the Hyatt house in LA whenever Led Zeppelin would play in the seventies. Yep. It's not on the level of Lou Reed. Uh, Lou Reed. It's not on the level of Jamie of uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. And I hear people's arguments on not on the level of David Bowie. Like this is admitted. A lot of our favorite artists were very creepy men. Yes, yes. And you hear you hear, and I hear a lot of things. People going, well, you know, you you can't do these whataboutism. You know, it's 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 wrong. It's wrong. You're right. The texts were wrong. You're right. They got they got out there, but now she's 18 yeah the sex part that was consensual that was consensual like you can't do much about that <laughs> can you go after the guy for the text absolutely yeah can you hold they accountable? and they did so all right joe let's talk country now that we got that out of the way yeah. i just wanted to bring that up because i think that was important to do it before yeah yeah i mean it, it did kind of derail the black lips like i haven't seen them do anything since but uh yeah I have a theory on that. You, and you'll, you'll, you fuck around, you find out, I guess. You know, <laughs> that's like, exactly especially it. Uh, she had the receipts. She had the texts from when she was 17. It's gross. It's gross. Dudes, <laughs> don't do that. Do no, not do not advance do that. on minor women. No. It's gross. It's, it's like it's, the dude, it's like the girls we knew in high school would be dating college guys. And they'd brag about, like, yeah, that's, I mean, again, it was a different time for us, right? Because and they'd brag about it. They'd be like, "Yeah, I'm going out with this." Time, but it was creepy then too. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it, I mean, and it was like I, there. Be, I mean, there there was a particular girl. I'm not going to name her because it's not fair. But I remember her bragging about all like going to the party with her 24 year old college boyfriend, and she's 16. Yeah, and and the fucking gross sexual shit they would do, and that she would be banging his buddies. And yeah. he'd be, and like he, they, they, like they'd all get in on it with her, and I'm going, wow, this is not okay. Yeah, absolutely, fucking gross. All right. It's Anyways, Jeff. All and this old middle finger has grown fat and tired from flicking the bird. <laughs> from flicking the bird. All right. Well, speaking of gross, let's get the hooker, John, shall we? Oh, oh let's just say we'll do. Okay, so I'll give a little bit of yes, yeah, please. <laughs> so please. Uh, we're doing a very aptly titled album for the past two years the black lips sing 
in a world that's falling apart. This album came out in January 2020. Uh, so prophetic. Uh, yeah, very prophetic. Uh, considering, what was it, just like a month, month and a half later, the world shut down. <laughs> Your world shut down. Yeah, it would say about six weeks later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Black Lips is a band that I've enjoyed off and on. You know, they can be hit and miss since I, my days when I worked at Electric Fetus. Uh, they're a very strange psychedelic punk garage rock act with very strange lyrics. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, very uh, inspired uh, early on. They're from Atlanta, Georgia. Their stage shows were very inspired, especially their earlier stage shows were inspired by Gigi Allen. If you don't know who Gigi Allen is, look up some videos. Yep, yep, yep. Gigi Allen, absolutely. Everybody should know. Yeah, look up some videos of Gigi Allen. Uh, Don't worry about the, uh, you know, the content warnings. You know, that's just you know hullabaloo for the woke crowd because they they can't handle a little danger on stage. (laughs) After that, look up some lore. I think G.G. Allen was a little bit worse than before. I mean, he did. He would shit in his hand and throw it in the audience. I mean, that's, that's true. Yes. Uh, but uh, they kind of did the stage, stage theatrics like that, like vomiting on stage and doing weird stuff. Uh, but they started kind of refining as a band as the 2000s went on. Uh, I own two of their albums on vinyl. Uh, I So when this came out, the world shut down. I completely forgot about it. And then I kind of remember when we did the Ween album, the Golden Country, country Hits. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, the Black Lips did a country album. <laughs> and I was intrigued to kind of go back and listen to it. And that's what we chose this week. And so, Paul, let's get kind of your general before we go song by song. What was your impression of singing a world falling up, that's falling apart? So my, you know, this, okay, again, it, it definitely felt very weenish to me, right? Because just like ween, there's songs here where they completely get off the rails. They go away from the country for a little bit, right? Yeah. It's not, it's not <laughs> a real, the country lyrics are like pod arrow lyrics. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, I actually, I think it's really funny. We were doing this right after the dead milkman because they're also, it felt to me like, okay, I can hear dead milkman influence on this like yeah, there is especially the use of the r word <laughs> yes 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 yeah, like these these this was a band that just uh, uh I, they're not they are like liberal little punks but they i guess the they're the liberal wing that just doesn't give a shit about political correctness I correct yes yes which again falls into the dead milkman um so i think again this is really interesting um I will admit that after listening to the album several times, I went and actually listened to their two previous albums. Um, so, cause I was very curious to hear, well, what do they sound like when it's not full country? Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I shouldn't even say full country when they're not doing you know, country. Uh, country. Yeah. Uh, Which you know, is, uh, it's funny because they have a distinct sound. They do. They Which really, like, really so when do. When they did the country album, it's like immediately it sounds like black lips. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which a lot of bands can't really pull off. There's bands that can have a sound, but when they stray, a lot of times it starts sounding different and it's not distinctly theirs. Mm-hmm. This is one of those bands like it, they could put out a jazz album and it distinctly sound like the Black Lips. Yes. 
Um, I and I again, I would compare them in that way with Ween as well. No matter yeah, what Ween does, no you matter know what Ween does, it sounds like Ween. <laughs> yes, yes, and that's not a bad thing. That's actually a good thing in my mind. Um, I love it. I love that bands can do that shit. Like mm-hmm. this seems to be like the one bands that are more experimental. Yes, I, I appreciate. Floyd kind of could do that when they in their early days too. In their early days, yeah, absolutely, because they do a lot of shit. Because they didn't know where the fuck they were. They're they're yeah, they're. Have fucking... a cigar doesn't sound like anything from Dark Side of the Moon, you know. No, no, animals sounds completely different than a lot of shit they did. Yeah. Uh, the final so, cut. Sounds the final pretty... cut. Well, the final. Let's be fair. The final cut was really a uh, a, a um, Roger Waters. Solo. We'll get into the final. I'll be picking the final cut at some point. Just there's the counter to Gilbert's momentary lapse. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a fair one to do because just it's, like it's I think we can a solo album is momentary lapse. Yeah, and I also think it's fair because I, I do want to bring up some. You know, just like we did um, Peter Gabriel Genesis, I do want to bring up some. Um, uh, uh, Phil Collins Genesis, right? Because it's two different. It really is two different sure. bands. So, um, yes, that's my that's my impressions with it, Joe. All right. Uh, so uh, let's start with <laughs> the opening track, which I actually really enjoy. Hooker John. Hooker John <laughs> with a uh, with a lyric. <laughs> this is <laughs> you're like a wine soaked varicose genitalia, Paul. <laughs> Yes, or, or the one that really got me because at first I'm listening to this song and I'm like, okay, you know, and it, I mean, and it, it's, it sounds very innocuous, right? It's just like she, you know, he thinks I'm a hooker, she thinks that I'm a John. I'm like, okay, cute lyrics, and then I pull up the lyrics, and then I'm like, the fuck am I listening to? <laughs> Driving all night and day just to find Route 66. I found was a couple teenage boys trying to sell their dicks. We can dock the force in so we can get a real viscous mix. <laughs> oh my god! My son turns seven. I'm going to give him LSD to see what he says. Yes, yes. <laughs> then toss him to his mama and then suck on some breast. Like holy. Yeah, shit. this is. Uh, <laughs> so, like for me, yeah, this is very. This is like Ween meets John Waters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's very yes. John Watery in the lyrics. Like this feels like Pink Flamingos. To me, set to music. Dude, you're watching reruns of Real Fortune when the apocalypse comes. Your brain will be expanding when God Kingdom comes. You're like a R-word Isaac Newton in Johnny Appleseed's mind. Come on, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, it slaps, though. <laughs> it does. It does. It absolutely slaps. It's a great song. I mean, it's like, fucked up. I'm, like, I'm driving around. like As soon as like I leave my apartment, I roll my windows down because it's nice. and <laughs> I'm playing this and... I'm getting some looks, Paul. <laughs> yeah, gee, gee, it was a, yeah, okay, yeah, it was kind of like when I was r- ran, running around playing fucking Dead Milkman. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, this one's a little more like the, <laughs> the chorus is, okay, you think that I'm a John? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, hook, hooker, you think that I'm a John, he thinks that I'm a hooker? I mean, come on. Oh, God. Yeah, so, so brilliant. Let's, let's so go to Chainsaw. Which it sounds like more of a traditional country song. This is this was more okay. So yep, and I gotta be on it. Um, I gotta be honest. Um, didn't really care for this one a whole lot. No, I didn't uh, either. But it has like the pedal steel and everything. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it definitely comes off as a country song. Like I would give them like like this is totally country lyrics. There's not a lot going on. Like no. again, 
it's kind of schizophrenic because I expected more like going in this. I'm like, all right, let's see what other fucked up shit we got going on here. And then oh. it's like, wait a minute. No. All right. It's weird. Cause they'll go from joke to like, maybe like an actual country song. And I think like with this, like this song in particular, they seem more interested in making a black lips country song with musically, but they really didn't give a shit about the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree. I mean, I think, I think the mindset was, we're just going to do a generic country lyric lyrics on this. Yeah. Um, and then you get Rumbler. <laughs> <laughs> Rumbler I love this song. Old... Oh, God, dude, this song. <laughs> I love this song. This is a great driving song, Paul. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is. And it's it's telling a story. It's I love the fact that it's telling a story. Yeah. <laughs> you know. The pot smoking hippies and draft dodgers the boot. Like, it's also like getting into like like, like you know uh, the sixties country. Oh yeah, <laughs> like it. You know, like taking the piss out of the hippies, which you know, even though like the hippies were right, I still love some of that that Merle Hager shit. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, but you know, um, uh, Billy Jack w- was a documentary. Um, <laughs> Mama, Mama called him Bobby, but Rumbler was his name. I mean, I just, yeah, I, I love yeah. it. You know, he crashes 16 trucks. Basically, he loses his job and joins GI Joe. I mean, it's so funny. This song's just awesome. Um, yeah, I love that one. Is this one where the eunuch GI Joe? Ah, uh, was it the eunuch? Uh, let me pull up the lyrics. There was here. one with a eunuch GI Joe <laughs> reference uh, that I'm just. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't eunuch. It's it, well, at least the lyrics I had said running with a unit called GI Joe. Oh, unit called GI. I think yeah. eunuch would have been a funnier line. But... Yeah, no, the lyrics I had at least it showed was running with a yeah. unit called GI Joe. But maybe it is eunuch, and we're all hearing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's uh, hop to holding me, holding you, Paul. What'd you think of this one? Um, another one, I, you know, it's fine. You there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Another country one, um, didn't really do much for me, honestly. Like, uh, lyrically, I felt it was, you know, whatever it was. Um, it was fine. It was fine. It felt again, like they're more, it seemed like there are some songs that are more interested in the music elements than Mm -hmm. than the actual song itself. Mm -hmm. And then there's the other ones where they're really into the lyrics. Yes, so like gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> gentlemen, uh, I love this song, Paul. It's another great song. It is I'm just it's like another great it's song. A, it's a pers- It's from a persona. Uh, it's from a point of per- a character point of view, which I love, and it's like this fat old <laughs> kind of piece of shit. Yep. yep. <laughs> My mouth has grown cankerous from spitting dirty words. Like I love that line, man. That's a good line. <laughs> I I feel like a strung out snuffleupagus on the south side wearing Vietnamese cowboy clothes. I mean, come on, <laughs> the imagery, the imagery is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, the imagery. And she wants a gentleman, <laughs> nothing more than a gentle friend. friend. <laughs> so this is like it plays into like the classic country, but it's just like the lyrics are. <laughs> And the vocal of delivery to me, I love, I love too. Just, to, it just seems like a really fat, angry old man. Like, yeah, 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 absolutely. And again, this is this is another one of those songs that really reminded me of the Dead Milkmen as well. Because I'm like, it's yep. hard fly through my teeth because they're rotted out and they're all not there. Yeah, so good. <laughs> all uh, right. 
so next we're gonna do get on get it on time now joe i have to imagine that you hated this song i actually liked it really because when i heard it i went oh that is bob dylan (laughs) yeah no this is like if bob dylan did a good song yeah this is absolutely they were they were they were this is no doubt about it wearing dylan on their sleeve this is a bob dylan song and they're singing it like bob dylan yeah, it's, it's and it's it's more in the vein of the Dewey Cox Bob Dylan song, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is I love that one too. Walk Hard's a classic, so it is a classic. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I like that one. Surprisingly enough, I liked it. Interesting. I totally had to pick. I'm like, oh, this is a song that Joe's not going to like because Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we get um, Angelo um, or Angola uh, Rodeo, yeah. which is not a country song. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird. Uh, is this the one with the saxophone? I think, I think yeah. so. I think yeah, I love it. A... I love the, the the sax. It felt like the the sax coming in kind of felt like an old uh, like uh, young Americans era Bowie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. So yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, again, it's so funny because this is not a country song. And yet, you know, um, old Burl Kane's been known to put on a show, going to take my chance at the Angola Rodeo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spin all around cowboy roping like Cadillac Jack. Yeah, riding a Mustang around the ring, no saddle, it's called bareback. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, these guys. Um, yeah. It's, it's wild, man. It's it's a it's a crazy album. It really really is. Yeah yeah. So we got uh, uh, Georgia next. Yep, Georgia next. Um, Not my favorite, but I enjoyed it still. Yeah, I would agree with that one. Um, it was. It felt like uh, to me. I mean, it's fine. It was a filler song, but it wasn't a bad filler song, right? Yeah. We've heard worse fillers. We've heard. <laughs> oh, we've heard way worse filler songs. Um, let me get Odelia. <laughs> I love Odelia. <laughs> yeah, Odelia is another really good song. Like it seems to me, the, like 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 at least the pattern I had was about every other song I enjoyed. Yeah, and it seems like the they know how to do like a a big chorus too. Yes, they do. Yes, Which they do. Like I, uh, if you can pull off a good big chorus, like you got me. You mm-hmm. got. Me. Mm-hmm. Yes, hundred percent. Gets my um, heart racing faster than an automobile. At the bottom, you're the same as any other ten, uh, as any other tease. All that lies beneath your beauty are some hidden fees. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, yeah, no, these guys, like I said, they knew what they were doing. Uh, next one was uh, Dishonest Men. I don't remember this one very well. Uh, I, don't it, I it think seems this like was pretty more generic. Like a filler song, yeah. Yeah. Well, looking at the lyrics, I mean, I kind of like the lyrics, so I might have to give this one another lesson. Um, Locust, um, again, all right. Um, lyrically, didn't do much for me. Um, musically, I kind of felt it was, you know, whatever. Like, I felt like the last three songs kind of for me petered out um, in a way. Um, but that seems to be again. A kind of a running theme with a lot of the albums that we do like by the end it feels like the artists are running out um and then last live fast die slow i didn't care for mike i, I actually like, like it I like okay it. fair fast. enough live fast die slow and painful in a world that's falling apart i'll never ever live to tell yeah that was kind of prophetic when uh <laughs> fair it enough. In, i guess yeah i mean it is it is it's just musically and it didn't really grab me i just that that's just me um so yeah joe um 
I think overall, you know, I mean, I did find myself the very, I, I will admit the very first time I listened to it, I was like, Oh God, there's so much country here. Right. And you know, I struggle a little bit with country. Yeah. And then, and then as I, you know, was going through and listening to it the second and third time and focusing on the lyrics, uh, and then actually going back and listening to um, their two other albums. Um, the ones I went back to was um, uh, Satan's Graffiti or God's Art and Underneath the Rainbow. I went back and listened to those two and then went back and listened to Sing in a World That Falling Apart. And I enjoyed it more on that You're fourth You're a little more listen. familiar with them. I think going mm-hmm. into like this album blind, like not knowing who the Black Lips are, would be kind of like a weird experience. <laughs> like, I can't... I that didn't happen to me. Yep. So I, I can see maybe with you here, like, what the fuck did you picture? Yeah. It was very jarring. I'm not going to lie. It was very jarring because again, I hadn't heard any of their other stuff. And then, excuse me, then there's just this. And I'm like, Whoa, what the fuck? So I did go back and listen to, it's kind of like, you know, the same thing we did with, um, Mark, um, um, Lofner, uh, no, that's on Lanigan. Yeah. Lanigan. Thank you. Mark Lanigan. Um, where I went, you know, we both were like, Hey, we got to check out some of his other stuff. And, you know, that was more of a Genesis album. Well, this is after they've been kind of established and they're doing more, uh, you know, like weird things. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, again, picking that, that country album for ween isn't a great starting point for ween. (laughs) No, no. Like, yeah. If you're going to start with ween people go with like chocolate and cheese. That's, that's a really, that's what eased me into the world of ween. Chocolate and cheese. That's what eased almost everybody into the world of ween. That, and I would also say Mollusk is a great one as well. Um, that one be, might be a little rough if you're not familiar. I suppose. I mean, I guess, I guess, uh, I mean, I think the Mollusk, no, the reason why I say I think the Mollusk, because the Mollusk had Ocean Man, which was off, which was used in the SpongeBob movie. So I think a lot of people did go and like, hey, what is this thing? And they went and listened to the Mollusk and they're like, whoa, what the fuck yeah. is this? But yes, uh, chocolate and cheese is probably the definitive starting point. Yeah, that white peppers again, also a solid starting point. I love white pepper. I love white pepper. Yeah. I, love, I, love, I love all of it. I love all of it. Like Quebec. People, a lot of people didn't like Quebec. I like I Quebec. didn't like Quebec and La Couture. I didn't like anything. Like they kind of just started falling apart for me at that point, but oh, see, I I actually like Quebec. I think there's some, I think there's some, some, some good stuff on Quebec, but that's me. Um, so, yeah, um, I guess you know that's yeah. I mean, I'm I'm glad you introduced me to them. I mean, even though they're problematic, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, well, we've we've done probably more problematic artists. We just then talk about it. We could, if you want to talk about problematic? Go to. Look up Lou Reed's relationship with men. <laughs> yes, I mean, and uh, uh, that you know, is uh, how I, he I, treated his male lovers is uh, not okay. It's no. really not okay. It's <laughs> not really okay. not okay. And you know, I would. I mean, we don't go back and redo bands. I there. You know, we got to do an out. You know, we got to do a podcast sometime. I think uh, about like, hey, what if we had picked you know a different album and what that album would have been like? Because I don't want to go back, but listen to the album berlin by reed and you can really tell he wasn't a good guy i mean one of the songs is him just admitting that he beat this woman i mean it's not okay i mean so yes we have had problematic things it just so happened that we talked about this one mainly because we talked about you know what is the big thing going on right now which was a big a fucking a problem right yeah so yeah. 
Um, but yes, I agree. This is way less problematic than other ones. But it's you know, um, and and it is. And I did look into it. So they, it was it was mid last year. They pulled the single, mm-hmm. um, and there hasn't been anything since. Like I haven't seen anything because I was really looking for it because I was like, okay, because I was you know I was actually looking for. It. I'm like, man, I want to hear more Black Lips. And then I saw that and I was kind of depressed because I was like, oh man. Um, and there has been like silence from the label, from the band, like nobody. And I think they're just, my theory is they're going to wait a couple, like a year or two and then start releasing stuff again, wait for it to blow over. That's my thought. I probably, you know, I'll listen to it. Like, yeah, I, I separate the art. It's hard to separate the certain artists from the art. You know, this is one of those ones where I, I, Maybe it's saying I, I'm a bad person, but I, I will because I really like this country album and I like a lot of their older stuff. Yeah. But so, it's like, it's, but there's certainly artists where I can't anymore. Uh, Marilyn Manson being one of them. Marilyn Manson, I can't anymore either. Which. That was. Uh, I drew a line. That started cut. Yeah, I drew a line. Like, that is. Uh, that is. Yeah. There's, there's a line drawn there. Uh, I have a friend of mine, uh, a mutual friend of ours, um, that had drew the line with Beck because of Scientology. Um, okay. he's, he's like, I can't. Nope. After watching that documentary uh, with, uh, what's her name? Uh, God, it's escaping right now. It's like, I've, I've been on work mode. I didn't get in here. Remini or whatever. Thank you. Yes. Um, Kurt, that's, I, that, that show of hers is really good. It's really good. And he, he said to me, he's like, after watching that show, I can't support any Scientologist. So, like, when this whole thing with Will Smith went down, he was like, this is because of Scientology, right? And I was like, well, I think it's a little bit more. I don't think think Dave Miscavige had anything to do with that. Yeah, Yeah, right? But, but you know, he won't listen to Beck. I had a really interesting conversation. So um, part of my job is I go around and I talk to people, right? And it's it's just what I do. Um, You know, and I was talking with some people, and we were talking about movies and whatever and uh they brought up jeepers creepers and i felt comfortable enough to bring up to this to this particular person i said well can't really talk about jeepers creepers because it's been canceled (laughs) and and um if you don't know what happened there it's 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 pretty vile and um but you know they said to me like look i you know what I, i i don't care um they're like that's not that's not what i go into a movie i don't give a shit what someone did musically or or movie wise that's not my fucking issue you know if i enjoy watching a movie i'm gonna watch it it's not like i have to see that particular person um you know all the time things like that so i always believe that you know what you draw your own line right yeah you draw your own line people change for the better too i guess yeah, I mean, and 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 that's you know, I'm not going to jump. I you know I know a lot of people are like, well, there's a lot of absolutists out there right now, right? They're like, yep. anything that's problematic at all, you can't have. Well, I'm sorry, but let's get out of fantasy land for a minute. Life doesn't be- work that way. Life does not work that way. It's you know what? When I was, I will be very very honest. When we were in high school, I was very black and white on my morals. I was very black and white on this is it. This is, it, you know, you know, you don't do this. You don't do this. You don't do this. Uh, fucking 20 years later or, you know, 22, 23, 24 years later, um, you get, you learn that you live more in the gray than you do in the white and black. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, again, there are acts and artists where I just, uh, you know, when things come to light, it's just like, yeah, nope. Uh, Kevin Spacey is one of those ones I yep, can't. Kevin Spacey, nope. I, I, which sucks. Because... It sucks because he's in two of like my favorite movies. I love the movie Seven, mm-hmm. and I love the movie American Beauty. Those yeah, are my nope. two. Yep, and those are ruined for me now. Those are ruined, ruined for me. Absolutely absolutely fucking ruined for me yes i also enjoyed k-pax um i I thought it was lighthearted. i really enjoyed kind of the message of it um but you know it's not one of those ones i went back and watched like i went back and watched seven like i went back and watched american beauty um and yes that i yeah kevin spacey that's a line i drew um you know there's i mean i drew a line with ted nugent i will not have anything i mean i've thought about doing a ted nugent album on the show and i'm like i can't do it i can't do it i can't do it doesn't be fair i i never liked his music so i get i can neither neither do i it doesn't matter one way or the other to me no i mean i never liked his music either but i mean the the, but i mean it's still you know there are people i mean ted nugent is played on rock radio he is a staple like he is known you know, as this rock guy who had some great hits in the seventies. Um, and you know, there is that, um, there are, like I said, other people, artists and things like that over time. I, I, I just, yeah, I can't, but you know, with this one, I mean, I, again, I think blow this one over, um, you know, yes, he sent some texts when she was 17. Um, but you know, uh, I mean, I draw a line there because I'm not going to, I'm not, not, I'm not going to be a hypocrite because God, you know, I went after, um, uh, that one politician, again, I'm blanking on names tonight, um, on Twitter, Matt Gates. Gates. I went after Matt Gates every day for like three months for being a sexual predator. You did more than just tweet an underage girl. Like he's, that's, he's uh, being accused of child sex. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Right. So, and then going. Yeah, and Vemoing and you know having actual, yeah. Come on, man. Using cash like, app, like, receipts, like yeah, yeah. I mean, and and funneling and using government funds and, yeah. and taxpayer money for that. Yeah, no, come on. But still, I mean, he the girl was seventeen. It so, was wrong, I mean, and it was really right. wrong. And like you know, I'm not beating around the bush, and I'm not defending him. No, I no. Want to say not, like, I'm not defending. Or condoning his actions. No, not at all. Not but at all. I'm going to enjoy this album. Yes, I agree. I love the song Hooker John. Hooker John is great. And I love the song Rumbler. Uh, Rumbler and gentlemen. Rumbler. Yes. So let's, I guess let's get to recommendations. I'll start with mine. Um, and I'm going to say I do, but like I do with a lot of them with a caveat. I had a hard time getting into it. Like I said, until I went back and listened to a couple of their other albums and a couple of their songs, and then I really started to understand the band as a whole, I do feel that there are people that they jump right into this album as their first Black Lips, um, you know, uh, that they are going to have struggle with it. Yeah. Um, now, hey. if, you are, if you are a Black Lips fan already, perfect. You're going to love this. Um, but yeah, I do think you need some context of what this band is like to understand what's happening on this album. Yeah, I would, uh, yeah, it, knowing it makes it a lot more enjoyable. Uh, if you're going into the Black Lips, like I would say the first album I would check out 
to get in him would be good, bad, not evil. That's what the one got me. That kind of got their kind of like their first rumblings, I would say, at least in our circles. Okay. Indie rock nerds. So that's, I love, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm actually surprised I never heard of them because in 2007, I was really in the college rock and indie rock. Yeah, no, it it's weird, man. Like they kind of fell in. Like they did a album with. Have you ever heard of King Con? Yeah, yeah. They did an album with King Con called The Almighty Defenders. Oh, interesting. Okay, which was another. I own that. That's really good. That's really good. Garage rock. King Con also has his uh, his problematic yeah. issues. That we can get into that when we eventually do a King Con album. Like, yeah, it's. Uh, why are, why are musicians just fucking horrible? It's not, it's, 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 it's not, no, here's what it is. Here's what it is. <laughs> I mean, it just, it seems like all of them, like, uh, they're all terrible people. <laughs> well, well, it's not, it's not just them, right? You got a couple of things going on here, all right? So, um, you know, I think it's, I, I think, first of all, there's, there's the celebrity-ism that comes with it, right? I mean, um, I, I much as Connie is a fucking disaster right now, right? And he is a he disaster. Is? <laughs> well, it's perfectly normal to buy a house across the street from your ex-wife and then do music videos where you're decapitating in claymation life. form the man she is currently dating. Yeah, no, that's normal. That's absolutely everybody's normal. done it. I mean, if I had a nickel for every time I did that. <laughs> yeah. You, you'd be a problematic musician millionaire. Um, <laughs> no, um, you know, Kanye had brought it up, um, uh, um, uh, brought it up in his song, Can't Tell Me Nothing, okay? And I'm going to quote Kanye on this, okay? And I, I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just bringing it up like, like, like what it is. Um, um, so here it is. Um, um, how, um, how, okay, um, let that man get cash. Let that man get passed. He don't stop to get gas. If he can move through the rumors, he can drive off of fumes. Because how does he move through a room full of nose? How does he stay faithful in a room full of hoes? Must be the pharaohs. He's in tune with his soul. Okay? And I think what you have here is you have this basic... You know, this humans in general are not the greatest. Like, there's a lot of people with some really good hearts, but everyone makes mistakes, right? You absolutely do. But then you put them, yeah, except for you. You're 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 perfect. You're God. Never like Joe Joe Bluth. I've never made a mistake. (laughs) So, so you and then you have this in the position where all of a sudden they have money, right? And again. It's not anyone's fault. It's 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 the culture, right? I mean, again, teenage girls were throwing panties on stage for Elvis Presley for the Beatles. This is, I mean, they were doing it for fucking Winger. They were doing it for fucking Bon Jovi. They I'm were, glad you went from the Beatles to Winger. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> that just that that leap, man. <laughs> that leap, man. Right? You there. know, when I think of John Lennon. I'm like, you know, it's just as good as John Lennon. 
<laughs> well, I was going to bring up striker, but I thought winger was better. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, they 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 did it in the fifties, they did it in the sixties, they did it in the seventies, they did it in the nineties, they did it in you know two thousand. And, and I'm not saying just women too. I mean, guys, you know, everything like that. I mean, Lita Ford. How many fucking fifteen year old guys wanted to fuck Lita Ford? Um, that's well, how many fifteen year old dudes that she. Well, I mean, that's kind of the difference there, you know what I mean? Exactly. Right, right, right. So then you get this era of, uh, you get this money, you get this fame, and you start living this other life where all of a sudden the rules don't apply to you, right? We saw it with, again, going back to our earlier conversation about Chris Rock, Will Smith. You have a different set of rules when you can pay your way out of shit. So, and this has been, you know, they called it the boys club because generally it was, but we were also, as we just brought up Lita Ford, we brought up, you know, I know, um, Joan Jett. I mean, there's been a lot of problems throughout the years and, you know, the whole thing is it's that era. It doesn't matter if it's a guy or a girl, you get in that position. Suddenly you start getting to these decisions that, what I do isn't really all that bad because I'm different, right? I'm a celebrity. I'm one of the, you know, it, Bill Murray said it best. Remember you get two years of being whatever. And then, and then you don't get out of, out of your head by then you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. Um, Isn't that in reference to Chevy Chase? Chevy Chase. But the point is, is that he's like, yeah, once you become famous, you get, give yourself two years to fucking get adjusted. You're going to be a fucking prick. But if you don't get your head out of your ass, you know, so oh, I don't. He's been an asshole since. I mean, he went to Harold Ramis's hospital visit and made it all about him right before Ramis died. Like, yeah, I know. Even Murray doesn't even. I he's know. Just as much of a prick as Chevy Chase. It's it, and that you know what? It breaks my heart, but it's true. It, it's true. I mean, I think Murray. Yeah, Murray's also problematic. But anyways, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look, if you wanna, if you wanna. Uh, be crushed by your heroes, people. Just look into their personal lives. Exactly. And horrible. It, it, Although it, it does seem to me, and I, I want to kind of bring it up and see what, it seems to be a lot, like, especially with, like, the sexual stuff, it seems a lot mostly men. Like, yes. I don't hear, you know, like, when you brought a leader forward, and I was like, yeah, well, she wasn't banging 15-year-old kids. You know, like, that seems to be, like, the difference is, like, I... I think also the difference, though, and this is my take on it, is... The South Park episode, right? Where if it's a guy doing it, a younger guy doing it with an older girl, it's awesome. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something here. And there was a teacher that we went to high school with that had every year she had a boy, she had a guy, and I knew one of the guys very very closely that I was friends with. That was her pick for that for that semester. I don't even remember any of our teachers. So. This is right. So, but that's the thing that occurred. Now he didn't want to say anything because he was like, "Yes, this is awesome," right? So I think that's the other side of it, where the it's the culture side of it, where yeah, I mean, you know, it is wrong. It's wrong on both sides. Mm-hmm. But I think women, younger women now, are more encouraged to be vocal about it yeah. than there are. For I mean, again, I'll also bring. It does seem like some more women now are coming to into the light of like they're doing some of this shit. Mm-hmm. Too. Oh, it seems to be teachers. Yeah, it, it, and it, 
It's not and, like rock stars. It's like people you're entrusting your children with. It's fucking horrible. And again, I think it's because now the veil has been kind of lifted, and now guys are going, okay, this isn't okay either for me, right? But again, it was it's always that happening. But it was yeah. Yes. In our culture, if you said. Yeah, I'm having sex with this woman, but I feel wrong about it. You're going to get ridiculed. At least we would have. Dude, our- when I was 17, I was dating a 22-year-old woman. She would get me in the bars. She got me. She she would take me down. Um, um, Bravo Burritos was downtown. She'd get me in there and get me drinks. Paul, you'd. You could have gone in there without her and got. I, I know I could have. Like, I, I, I got served alcohol. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, mean, it wasn't, I don't think it was just the 22 year old. I think it was the poor management of that. Restaurant. Yeah, well, that and Rum Runners, right? But yeah, the point was was that the Rum I, Runners was 18 night. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a bar. 18 year olds to dance. Yeah, absolutely. But no, I mean, there was. I worked with her. I worked with her, and I and you know. um, we would, yes, absolutely. I was 17. She was 22. It's what it was. Um, so, yeah. And again, did I say anything to anybody? Fuck no. This is the first time you're learning of it. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's it happens. I guess, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's the thing. And even now, in my mind, like, for me, I go, I was 17. She was 22. You could look at it as legal. I made a decision. Um, to, to be there. Now, again, you could sit there and go, well, you know, you're being kind of a hypocrite. Well, in a way, uh, maybe I am, but at the same time, if, if it was, you know, if what am I happened with one of my kids, male or female, and that was the situation, you damn right. to be having a serious conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so whereas again, it being the time, if I had told my dad, I know exactly what my dad would have said. You would have <laughs> you. Yeah, Exactly. My dad would have high five me and been like, good for you. Yeah. So it was. Yeah, it's like different. Uh, you know, I think it's also the day and age. We have to also acknowledge people grew up in different times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, if your dad would have did that, it's wrong. But he didn't, you know, the era he grew up in mm-hmm. was very different than the era we grew up in. And the kids today who are turning 20 grew up in a very different era than we, we absolutely did. absolutely i you see know, what my it's kids, like it's i mean so people different like, it's uh, how people react like well that's just like you're thinking old ways and blah 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 and that's not right it's like that may be true but mm-hmm. that's you know it life is a learning process and when newer things come about not everybody's up to speed exactly and exactly like, people but and you have to remember people are trying I'm and that's trying. The I am, you know, I'm not the most woke person ever. And I used to be like one of the most liberal of our crew. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, again, there was a time where I, I considered myself the most liberal of my crew. And it was, I'm realizing, I mean, I still kind of am. I'm not going to lie there. But as I've started to expand my group, I'm going, holy shit. There are people way, way, yeah. way, way over here. In places I didn't even know existed, yeah. right? Thank you, Twitter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I've seen people angry about things. I think I, you know, I'm, you know, it's a learning process. But like a lot of times, I'm like, wait, why are we? Ang- why are you all angry about this? And then I'll look into it. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, that's fucked up. And sometimes I'm like, 
ah, that's overreacting. <laughs> Again, it might be just the, the era I grew up in where certain things were. And I think that's exactly it. That is why I'm a little bit more, I tend to, when I when I hear like the younger generation being upset about something, um, because, I, again, I'm not the younger man anymore. I'm just not. Um, we're old I, men now, Paul. We're old men now. Old, old men. Old men. No, no country for old men. <laughs> we're grumpy old men. We're, we're grumpy. Oh, God damn it. I get to be Walter Matthau. Fine. I'll be Jack Lemon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, um, um, but I tend to go, okay, you know what? I got to look at it from their point of view. So when I go and read this, I'm going to see this. And I can, a lot of times I will say like maybe eight out of 10, I will say, yes, I agree with why they're upset. But there are those times where I sit back and I go, hmm, yeah. mm, I think there's some overreacting here. Like, I, I, can, I can see your point. I can see your point. But, you know, and I'll bring up alternative points. And sometimes they'll be like, oh, yeah, I didn't look at it from that point of view, right? Yeah. And well, they might point you in a direction where, oh, I didn't think of it that way. I'm like, exactly. I'm the same way. And there's times where I'm like, oh, fuck off. Like, my instant reaction is, oh, fuck off. And Yep. I think that's also part of just growing old and like, you know, again, newer things, you know, it's, it's not what I know. So like yes. my first reaction is out seems to be reactionary. I can't, I, and I, I work on it. You know what I mean? Like I work on it. Like mm -hmm. I try, I try to be a better person, but there are times where I'll see some people are upset about it. I'm like, Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, you cry I get, babies, and then I'll, I'll I'll take a minute, then I'll look into it, and then see if that you know, and a lot of, almost every time it's not justified when I do that. No, and I, there yeah, are I, times though. There are times. Yeah. No, there are times when it's justified. There are. I mean, there are. There are times where it's justified, and you go, "You're blowing this out of proportion." Yeah, right. It's just what it is. So. Yes. Um, as, as far as your recommendation goes, Joe, I'm sorry. What would you recommend the album? Yeah, it's a. I, I like it. It's a fun. I mean, if you're a Black Lips fan and you like this, especially if you like this kind of genre of music, and I think there's a lot here you'll enjoy. The lyrics are hilarious. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. <laughs> like the ones we brought up to listen to. Like those are like. Even if you're not, I mean, I would put that. If I was going to do an introductory playlist for the Black Lips, I would do heavily in their like you know stuff before but i would definitely put hooker john on it. hooker john on there i put rambler on there i would yeah. um <laughs> put gentleman rambler. on there is yep. the slow song because you gotta have to have a slower song yeah you do you, uh, have to have a slow song. you gotta god that's another lost art i get kids these days don't know how to do a mix <laughs> they, don't, they don't understand they, they've never seen the movie high you fidelity know, they don't you know and I, we had to do tapes we had to listen to the whole song we just couldn't throw a playlist <laughs> no no to make to make a playlist on a tape was an art and it took time. Like when someone gave hours. you a mix, yeah. When someone hours. gave you a mix, like, like this, I mean, this was a way that you, especially in high school, you would tell someone how you liked them. Right. You'd yeah. give them a fucking mix and they'd be like, Oh wow. You know, like, Oh, well, he puts did, I did it for friends all the time too. Yep. My, my buddy, our, one of our mutual friends, he would every so often he'd be like, Hey, here you go. And then you give me a fucking, you give me like volume one, volume two, volume three, and I'd be like, man, this is fucking awesome. You know? So yeah, absolutely. No, it just was one of those things you do. But then by that time though, there was CDs and it was easier. Yeah. I'm talking tape, man. Yeah. Tape. High school there were like our first years in high school was tapes. Yep. 
Yep, our first couple of years in high school, CDs really hadn't taken off yet. So you're doing well, CDs were there, but the burners weren't. The burners weren't. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. and um, burners didn't come. Uh, I don't think I knew anybody with a CD burner until like '99. So basically, uh, our last year in high school. No, you know, I, I did know some. Well, again, I was in the Cisco class, so I worked with a lot of. You know, I was um, so I think our sophomore year. Um, a buddy of mine had had a job and um, had had a burner. We had we had a, I know we had a burner in the in the in the because I was in school newspaper. We had a burner in 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 the in the montage room. Yeah, they were expensive. They were like three hundred bucks. They were not cheap. And again, three hundred bucks now was different than three hundred bucks then. Yeah, three hundred bucks <laughs> then would be like five hundred today. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It wasn't it wasn't cheap. I mean, you know, you could get an Alpine stereo for cheaper. Yeah. Than could a fucking CD burner, um, and now I'm really dating myself by bringing up Alt. <laughs> hey Joe, when's the last time you had on some Jabot jeans? Uh, <laughs> oh. hey, Paul, where, you have any of your Jinkos left? <laughs> Jinkos left? No, but I got a hypercolor shirt downstairs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> With my Umbro shorts. Um, With your Zubas. <laughs> oh my God. Fucking, okay, real quick. Zuba story. <laughs> I took one of my girlfriends in high school to the Weird Al concert. And there's two guys wearing fucking Zubas in 1998. Uh, wearing Zubas with mullets. Like right in front of us. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. That's before all that shit was ironic too. So they were oh. sincerely wearing that shit. They were sincerely wearing it. Yeah, dude. Like that was not ironic. That was, that was, that was I legit. I love it. I love it. I, I am more appreciative of people who are just the fuck who they are. That oh yeah, people who are doing it out of irony. Well, uh, I have much more respect for the people who just rocked the mullet and didn't even give two fucks. <laughs> I, I I will say, you know, we went to um, uh, um, postal service had a reunion a couple years back, and so we went to it, and it was nothing but fucking flannels and paps blue ribbon. Just a sea of flannels and paps blue ribbon. And I was just fucking hanging my head going, is there no one here who's fucking original? And I was like listening to this for not ironic reasons. Like, it was just depressing. No. no, it was just depressing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Speaking of depressing, what are we listening to next? Paul? <laughs> Hold on. Hold on there, sir. We got to do your plugs. What are you and uh, what do you got going on at the showdown? Oh, we just did the Chips review. Uh, God, that's a fucking terrible movie. It's a horrible movie. I'm so sad and, you did it. Yeah, and then coming out hopefully this week or next week, uh, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. That's right. Spider-Man No Way Home. Yes, yes, yes. You told us that last episode. Um, okay. So, uh, by the way, uh, real quick, I, I did end up getting that trauma um, subscription. Yeah. Uh, I got it for the full year. Oh, my God. Did you need it? You're going to love it. You, you are absolutely going to so love it. Many. I got so many. Well, I'm just going to tell you, I think it's up there. You'd need it. I mean, I was, I fell asleep. Is that the class of Newcomb High on it? One, two, three, and the new ones return to Newcomb High, volumes one and two. Son of a bitch. (laughs) Yep. As Toxic Avenger, one, two, three, and four. And the cartoon series. And the cartoon series. And Sergeant Kabuki Man. Terra Firmer, Tromeo and Juliet. It's got the classics, man. I want to remind people that we are from an era where 
a movie like The Toxic Avenger got his own like Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> Have you ever just thought sat thought of that sentence I just said, Paul? Because I thought about it. When <laughs> I saw that. I'm like, like this, oh my god! Like this is it was it, a Toxic Avenger cartoon. Like, you watch that first movie, like. No, <laughs> no, dude. No kid should be watching the first Toxic Avenger movie. Like even I now, saw it on USA, so I saw the censored version. It was on USA up all night. See, and I had a thing where I would rent from um, Premiere Video, um, and that was kind of my. Back I could in my day we had VHSs. Yeah, we had VHSs, and they had a cult classic section, and I would just go through it. My mom would not like censor what I was grabbing. She'd be like, whatever. So yeah, I got toxic. I got the uncut toxic Avenger. And I, I, oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. So no, the, needless to say. She should bring her on for a podcast. I should bring her on for a podcast. She was hilarious. She is, she is hilarious. Um, Make her listen to some album. <laughs> we, I rented, she didn't catch it. We rented Flush Gordon because it was in the fucking cult classic section. And I had a sleepover that night. <laughs> God. It's like that weird there was like that thing too, like uh video update at the cult classic section too. Yeah. And there was like this porno uh Cinderella. <laughs> yes. Yes, <laughs> I know like, exactly I what you're talking about. Is, you know, when you're like thirteen, you're just gonna rent a movie that looks like you might have an opportunity to see a boob. Yep. I was like, holy crap, what is <laughs> like I shouldn't have not been able to rent this. Absolutely. No, I know exactly the movie you're talking about too. Um, so yes, no, that was UHF at the same time. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, no, I rented, um, it was another one. It was, a. it was a, it was like a Frankenstein, but it was like a softcore Frankenstein movie. And, um, Frank and Hooker? no, no, it wasn't Frankenhooker, but that's on trauma. Um, but no, it was something, it was like somebody, somebody's Frankenstein. And like, all it is, is just people fucking. And I was like, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> I'm watching this right now. All right. Exactly. Uh, you got to remember, before the internet, you had a... It was the video store. <laughs> Trying try to find yeah. some nudity. It's just, yeah, it's sad. It was sad. Don't, it was a sad time. Don't I, I, I totally recognize how sad this conversation is, but that's that was life that in was the life. 90s. That was life in the 90s. Right. Yeah. So, um, anyways, yeah, no. I mean, when you think about the premise that is... Toxic Avenger. No way should it have been a cartoon show on the fucking Saturday morning lineup. <laughs> but it was. I remember it was a really good cartoon. It too. was a great cartoon. It was a great cartoon. I'm just, again, surprised it got past the censors. Like anyone agreed with it. Because again, you watch that first Toxic Avenger movie and you go, I mean, holy shit. Like, <laughs> just, just the origin of the Toxic Avenger alone, yeah, is 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 like it's a hard good. R movie. It's a hard R. Like a kid gets run over, and people get off on it. It's a hard R movie. Yeah, yep. So, all right. Well, that's cool. Um, so, what are we going to do <laughs> Lots next? Lots of tangents today, Paul. Lots <laughs> of tangents. Lots of tangents. We are all over the place today. Oh. I have a lot of editing to do. <laughs> There's so much of this I'm going to cut out. <laughs> um, so we are going to do, we kind of ruined it last week because with you stole my thunder, but we are going to do They Might Be Giants 1990 album Flood. This album, so. 
I really love Flood. It's such a good album. It's it's a great album. It's a great album. Um, I, we, I mean, we could review it right now because we both know it so well, but let's not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, I got stuff to do, Paul. Yeah. Yeah, no, me too, buddy. Me too. Like, I literally walked in the door at 630. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> to I was like... I was bring you in 20 minutes later. Where are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for chords as you're like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I still got a shit ton of work to get done yet. I'm not done putting in my day for work. So yeah, let's not. Um, but no, we're going to do, they might be giants flood. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about, they might be giants um, and a non-problematic band. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> there are bands that aren't problematic. Have one of my all time favorite songs. It's not on flood, but it, uh, kiss me, son of God. Such a good song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when Trump got elected, I listened to that a lot. I don't blame you. Um, I listened. I also, it's uh, a little vampire. Some crazy garbage. They also, I you know, real quick, I and we'll get into it next time. I also really enjoyed their uh, follow up album, which was Apollo eighteen. Um, but yeah, we're gonna do Flood, the nineteen ninety album Flood. Um, so other than that, Joe, do you have anything else? Do you want to take us out with Jesus Christ? No. This has been Rate That Album with Paul Muadib and Joe Fremming. Thank you for listening. <laughs>